103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show, all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Uh, over the weekend, me and Gemma moved house. Which was, I'm a pretty laid-back kind of customer, but was really stressful. More on that coming up. Matt, what did you do over the weekend? I went to the cinema yesterday. I wasn't feeling too good. I was going to go to the markets, but went to the cinema instead. Watched the older Hugo film, and it was tremendous. Oh, the Martin Scorsese movie? Yeah, not a kid's film, though. Isn't it? It's marketed uh, towards kids, but it's not. It's an adult film. About the little kid who lives in the walls of the Paris train station. Absolutely. Uh, Chelsea, what did you do over the weekend? I went to the cathedral. Ding dong, medley on high. In heaven the bells are Oh, that's awful. Wow, you went um, to the cathedral? Yeah, the St Anne's Hospice do a thing every year, like a tree of light ceremony. It's gorgeous, it oh, is. OK. Um, and they light up all the tree for, you know, people that you've lost over the years, that kind of thing. And we decided that we'd go to the four o'clock one because you all light a candle and they turn the lights off. Can you imagine at four o'clock when it's gone dark, the cathedral lit by candles? It was absolutely Does someone gorgeous. sing, ding dong, merrily on high, yeah, in heaven the bells are ringing. Don't do that again. Um, oh. There were a couple of um, Christmas carols, but we the highlight for me was the choir singing uh, Ding bridge, dong, medal, bridge, oh, over, no. um, bridge Over Troubled Water, which was beautiful. That's not a hymn. It doesn't have to be, does it? Just I've heard that done in church before. And, uh, come all the faithful and all that. But then they did that and I thought it was very beautiful. Did they do... Um, Ding dong, medal, you know, Did they do um, the little drummer boy? No. Oh, that's my favourite. Bright no. eyes? No, no, oh. no. You raised me up? But, um, the Ghostbusters. Day, the day theme took from. a sinister turn. I'm just going to carry on talking all over you now. Uh, took a sinister turn because we went for a walk to the markets afterwards. Um, and prior to arriving at the cathedral, you know, like you think, where should I park? There's a little street opposite, kind of like the stage door entrance to the MEN called Mirabel Street. Mirabel Street, I know it. And I've, at the bottom end of Dean's Gate. And I've always parked there every year that we've gone to this ceremony, which is always on a Sunday. And so we parked there. Matt was driving and um, my mum was in the back and that's never a good combination. And my mum's going, you haven't put your scarf on, where's your big coat? But my Matt just wanted to wind the window down, throw her out. She treats Matt like he's 11, doesn't she, your mum? No no offence, Linda, but you do. And of course he is actually 13, so... We we can say it from the safety of the studio. You treat him like he's a boy. (laughs) And um, so there was this big debate on whether we should part there because it was a single yellow line. I'm trying to Google single yellow line Manchester City Council, but like I said, I've always parked there and I always thought you could on a Sunday. We left the car, we went off, we returned back, the car had gone. Oh. Had the car been stolen, had it been towed away, how do you know if they've took it? It's horrible, that, isn't it? There's that, there's, there's, you know, it's just a gap where your car used to be and it's really stressful. Did, did your mum, Linda, blame Matt? Oh, I told you not to part. I mean, I would... I told you to wear your scarf. Look what's happened to the car. <laughs> it went downhill from there. Um, so what had happened? Well, the cars around it had p- uh, parking tickets on and there was about... We counted about 26 cars in one street and they'd all been ticketed. Mm. And then there was another thing on it that said, this car's authorised for removal. So we thought, well, that's probably what's happened to us. But then they, don't, they could leave a note on a wall or something, if your car was here, we've taken it, ring this number. What no, do do? they like to keep you in suspense. They like you to Ridiculous. think that it's been stolen. What if you like with an old person or yeah. somebody in a wheelchair? Well, you were. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. And um, anyway, so I had to stand there. I, I've got a feeling Linda's not going to be happy with either of no, us today. I had to stand there with them at worst 3G signal ever, trying to get the number for the vehicle pound. And I got through to the guy who had, you know, as much personality as an ironing board. And uh, he said, right, we're on Randin Street in Ardwick. So I rocked up. How did you get to Randin Street? We had to Street then get Ardwick? a taxi. 
because we've got no other car there or anything. But just as we're about to leave in this taxi, and the car, the thing pulls up to take the next car. My mum oh, was really? Oh, Linda. She's, what did she say? It got personal. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. Um, he's got a torch looking through the car, the guy. I think they can't drag it if it's an automatic, so I'm going to go and buy an automatic car. And... Um, so, um, my mum's text saying they're dead. And, um, <laughs> he's doing Morning, that. Not now, wait till the adverts. <laughs> Linda's even telling us off now. We're not even safe in this studio. <laughs> um, and she's saying, it's disgusting. In fact, I think it's it should be illegal to just drag a car <laughs> I like agree that. with Linda. And then he was absolutely ignoring it. And she went, are you thick? Why are you not? And no. It, it took a sinister turn. We had oh. to smuggle her into a taxi before we got... You see, the problem is when, when women start, you know, being aggressive and attacking, men like that. The problem then lies with Matt, because the guy will then turn around and hit your Matt. Matt had run off. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 140 quid later, the oh. lesson, Manchester, is you cannot now park as of the end of October on a yellow line on a Sunday. I thought you could. No, you can't. Oh, thank God. Well, thank, thank that you've learned. You. We're all yeah. grateful you've learned. You've taken a bullet for Manchester. Yeah, Take one for the team. There is some very, very exciting news uh, if you, like me, are interested in all things out there. Mm. Um, I, I, regular listeners to the show will know that I actually once did have um, a, a close encounter of the first kind. Not the third kind. I wasn't abducted. Um, but I, I did once see an alien spacecraft. But you didn't, though. I did. I no, did. I it did. was just the drugs they gave you to knock you out when you are having your nose job. <laughs> I did once saw a cigar-shaped thing zoom across the sky, and no one believes me. But no one else saw it. <laughs> it, was, it was when I was having a fight with Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I was reading yesterday that they've now discovered... Um, another Earth, which I'm is sorry something. To poo poo this. What? How can you poo poo this? You know what I did? I've just googled how many times have they discovered a new planet like Earth? Yeah, and it, it, it's in the eighties. Yeah, well, the Kepler mission, the NASA Kepler mission, yes, uh, has been finding. Now new worlds at an incredible rate over the last few years, but this is the, the best one so far. Does it get its funding based on how many planets it finds? <laughs> yeah, we've got another one. Can you prove it? Here's no? another £20. Pounds. But listen, if you, like me, are interested in, you know, you're a subscriber to the Astrophysical Weekly, um, the, this is big, big news. So astronomers have now discovered the first ever... It's almost worth playing this music, for goodness sake. It's always worth playing this music. Astronomers have now discovered the first habitable blue planet orbiting uh, a sun. So this, no, this is the first time this is it's orbiting the sun. They've um, it, it's a, it's a habitable what they're calling a super Earth. It's a large rocky planet with a surface temperature of about 72 degrees Fahrenheit, which makes me think I want to live there. Yeah, it's warmer than here. I bet there's no double dip going on there. Rocky, though, I don't like the sound of that. Well, you could level it out a oh, bit, right. couldn't you? How yeah. far away from us is this planet? It's like well, 600 light years. Yeah, which away. is quite a way, isn't it? Do a fair distance. Yeah, if you think it's quite it's a way to the... It's Wales. It's, if you think it's quite a walk to the cooperative. <laughs> Can I use my nothing. air miles? <laughs> so they've discovered it now, and, and it's now going to be published across the world in the next 24 hours. Uh, An exact kind of replica of Earth. 72 degrees, which is better than we get over here, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and uh, there we are. We're, we're, the, the universe is crowded with life. We have found now wow. proof of a... Let's go. Am I the only one who's excited? Matt, are you a bit excited about this? No, because I find it depressing, because even if we do ever get to this place or interact with other beings on this planet, we're going to be dead meat by then. 
that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. It won't happen in our lifetime. No, it's not, not like a realization. It's not going to occur. It's not going to happen. But You're never going to go. I You're might. not going to see little people I waving. Know, I at might you. go. I might go. Yeah. <laughs> that Richard um, Branson Virgin Galactic. <laughs> you have to thing. learn his name. Yeah. <laughs> that Richard guy. That Richard Pickle guy boy. with a beard. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you, like me, are very excited, you can get me on facebook.com forward slash Q103. Maybe we could meet. Yeah. Maybe you and I could... Uh... Join the geek group. Maybe <laughs> we could hang out. Q103. and cast. Thank you for your donation, by the way, both of you, yesterday. Oh. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I, I gave you... How much did you give? I... To, this is to Chelsea's Dogs Appeal. Well, if you're comparing it to how much we earn, I gave a higher percentage of my earnings than you did. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Which yeah. makes you a better person. He gave Absolutely. £10 on the Just Giving site, but put some nasty little message about me being an animal. Uh, and you gave 20 but then asked me to email the whole building to let them know that you'd been so benevolent <laughs> and given the 20 Yeah, there's no such thing as selflessness. That's a myth. You to mention that. Yeah, well... Ch yeah. I gave ch £20 is a lot. I gave Chelsea £20 for the <laughs> Manchester dog zone. And I said, tell everybody... And, and she said, I'm just going to write an email. I said, just mention the 20. It's <laughs> very generous. He's just did. bought a new house. I know. <laughs> I haven't got well, money to be burning. But the thing was, we were joking about it yesterday morning, but then after the show about 10 o'clock, I went upstairs. I was with Matt Haslam here to my left, and uh, oh. things took a sinister turn, didn't they, Matt? You were there. Well, they usually do when people when the walk news was with broken. Me. John Pickford, our news editor, came in, and he went, how's your dog appeal going? I said, oh, really good, thanks. He went, have you heard Manchester Dog's home has been broken into? They've had a burglary. I said, are you joking? Because John's got a bit of a sick sense of humour at times. Yeah. And I thought this was just one of those Yeah, times, all those pictures of corpses he's got around his house. <laughs> is weird, isn't it? But it just, this just was not a joke. And I just thought, oh, for God's sake. And yeah, on Friday night, apparently, somebody broke into Manchester Dog's home. Um, they took the safe, which had 1,500 quid in it, which was donations and also um, stuff from the shops, you know, like the takings. Uh, they took dog's medicine. They took the van keys. So they've got to get all that done. Plus, they... Um, broke through doors that's about 1500 quids worth of damage and they nicked the telly as well oh my god they nicked the tv yeah so what, what are the dogs going to plug their ps3s into i know it's been a nightmare oh god they're gonna have to go back to board games those poor canines <laughs> no the telly was actually one of the prizes in the raffle for christmas so they've been selling all the raffle tickets oh okay yeah, so um, stop joking about it too then oh sorry unbelievable yeah. um no we've got a bit of good news on that I, on the news yesterday i contacted john lewis who've given a telly Ah, yes. yes! Yeah, they've given a 32-inch so flat-screen LCD. You've been doing this, uh, all this <coughs> raising money for, for the Manchester Dogs Home. Yeah. Uh, and, and food, and, and then people are breaking into I know, it. And nicking, it's, that's really annoying, isn't it? It's just awful. Um, so anyway, what I was Can't wondering... Can't they go and burgle, you know, rich people's houses? I know, to tell you from charities, and they're struggling so yeah, much. Don't steal from a charity. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Some Please horrible... don't steal from anyone. No, don't steal from anyone. <laughs> no. But I mean, don't steal from a charity. <laughs> Some horrible people out there, though. But um, So anyway, if you've got anything that you'd like to donate to them to help with the Christmas raffle, I've, got, I've managed to get the telly replenished so the dogs don't have to panic. Uh, but if you want to do anything else, then you can email me chelsea at key103.co.uk and i've also got a just giving site where you can pledge a little bit of cash um it was really to buy a dog or cat a christmas dinner that um i've got no homes this christmas um and so i'm trying to get as much as we can to help four different shelters across manchester uh, the details are all on our facebook site facebook.com forward slash key 103 or you can go directly to justgiving.com forward slash dogs dinner and then the money's going to be equally distributed but anything that they can get now is absolutely crucial you done well there, kid. Thanks. Do you know, if it wasn't for the fear of contracting your flu, I would come over there and hug you. <laughs> Key. Key.
it's, uh, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk, but <laughs> from here, from a distance, I'm very proud of you. You're saluting I'm me saluting you. Distance. If I had a cap, I would doff it. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Hello to Catherine, who's just been on the phone. Um, she's organised the Coke truck. Uh, at Trafford Park, you know, the Coca-Cola lorry. Oh, I had a picture with it the other day. I've seen it. Sunday on Market Street outside Boots. Yeah. Because Matt's really obsessed with the advert and the truck, and I went round the corner first quicker than him, and I went, Matt, is the truck? Yeah. And he, got, so he was like, clapping his hands with excitement. He was clapping his hands with excitement. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, he wasn't, was oh, he? Oh, it looked beautiful all lit up in the dark. Oh. It was like, you know, literally like being in the advert. <laughs> hey, but it's the clapping the hands with excitement <laughs> thing that I'm concerned I'm about. I'm so excited. It's a beautiful truck. Maybe he didn't get that. I don't know. But there was a box in front. You can have your picture stood in front of it, and then they happily give you a little drink of Coke, which I don't really drink generally. So no, I'm more of a Pepsi. Free. I'm more of a Pepsi girl. <laughs> I took it. But Matt was like, "It's a free Coke. <laughs> yeah, it's free Coke. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Catherine, everyone who's uh, got the Coca-Cola truck, uh, they've organised. Uh, they, well, they're basically going around collecting cash. They've got two hundred and sixty-five pounds for the Key One Hundred and Three Cash for Kids toy pill. So thank oh, you very that's much. That's indeed. Worth a clap. That is worth a clap. So for them, and, well, really for me, and for Chelsea's <laughs> Matt, here's a bit of Coke at Christmas. Holidays are coming, holidays are coming, holidays are coming, holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Tis the season, watch out, look around, something's coming, coming to town. Mike and Chelsea in the morning, Key So there has been um, yet another X Factor bungle, um, which is sparking more fixed speculation. Yesterday, on the HMV website, and I'm looking at it now, it had Amelia Lilly download now the X Factor winner's single. This is very controversial, Mike, too. So, despite the fact, of course, the final hasn't happened yet, um, only Amelia Lilly's uh, version of the X Factor winner's single appeared on the HMV website under the name Amelia Lilly X Factor winner. Which is just a little bit odd. There's going to be a lot more red faces at X Factor Central. Have they responded to this, the HMVs? Yes, they have. The HMVs said it was a simple error. That's all they <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, can't argue with that. No, well... <laughs> it was simple and it was an error. Or was it simple? Is there more lurking behind the scenes here? Is there I more? love a conspiracy theory, so yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Do you think it's, it's, it's John Joe with an umbrella on the grassy knoll? Um, would, they, would they have the nerve to do that, though? Would they be allowed to do that? What, what would they have to gain from that? That's just crazy talk, isn't it? Who? Well, I don't know what saying. HMV. Why would HMV advertise the winner's song with Amelia Lilly because if it wasn't her? But why would it be Amelia Lilly again? That's the problem. Why is it her again? Because remember when they, they were voting to let the people back in uh, and there was her and was it Two Shoes... Uh, and John Joe and what's the other guy? James Michael. Mm. And then it was leaked on the ITV website in Scotland. Congratulations, Amelia Lilly is back in the X Factor. Remember this a few weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it even described Kelly Rowland jumped to her feet and whelped, yelped as she did, and all of this before it actually even happened on TV. It's just a big coincidence, isn't it, that it's Amelia Lilly again? I don't blame Amelia Lilly for this, but uh, yeah, it's, I like a conspiracy theory, so I like the idea that uh, that she's already won. I quite want her to win as well. Do you? Yeah. Why? 
because she's got a bit of personality. And you said she don't. looked like a man. No, you said she looked like a man and then oh, immediately yeah. retracted it after all the complaints. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, what are people saying on Facebook about this, man? Uh, on Facebook, um, Jeff BWFC McKnight says it must be a fix. Uh, Sarah Emma Seben says uh, she's not bothered. So thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for bothering to post that particular message. <laughs> a minute. Are you telling me that someone's actually yeah. taking the trouble to go to Facebook da -da -da -da, and fill in their comment and it's... I'm not bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to show you. So Harry Styles looks like he is very much with Caroline Flack from Extra Factor. Um, he's 17, she's 32. Uh, I don't know what you think. Uh, maybe wish them good luck. I don't know. Uh, I'd probably get the feeling it's not going to last forever. Um, well, I was thinking about this, and maybe I was a little harsh earlier on, because I was saying that it was weird. And that, that's quite narrow-minded of me, because... In fairness to them, if, for example, he was 20 years older, so he was 37 years old, and then she'd be, what, 50, 52? Yeah, that doesn't matter so much. I, I don't think that would matter as much. But because he's 17... Because he's 17. I assume this is going to be... Uh, a bit of a, almost like a bit of a conquest because I know when I was 17 the idea of going out with a 32 year old is the stuff that dreams are made of <laughs> yeah the experienced older woman who could show you a few tricks yeah so I don't know if it's going to last I hope it does because as you know like yourself I'm a romantic I want these things to go well we both are to go as pl to plan but I, I fear for it I, I really fear for it because he's 17 yeah and you do I think you do chat I don't think the age gap I mean my girlfriend's a lot younger than me um, but that's different, though, because you're older. In, in fairness... What do you mean, she, older? She's <laughs> relatively mature. Yes, she is. She's more mature than me. It depends what stage you are in life. But I also think at the age of 17, there's a lot of changes that go on between 17, mm. 18, 19, 20, up to about 21. And then at 21, I think that's it, adulthood, and you, you, you're there. But at the age of 17, he was only 16 a few weeks ago. So oh, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a weird... I don't know if there's any future in it or not. Um, I, I wouldn't... I'm not losing any sleep over it. But he certainly is in every single paper today. Uh, he's emerged from her house at 9.30 yesterday morning with his hair even more ruffled than usual. Spence Massey just Facebooked us. Is that the right verb? Fa he's Facebooked us. Yeah, I would have thought. Mm. He's messaged us on Facebook. That, that, that's the correct English. So it is. say Facebook. Je, say that. je yeah. Facebook, il Facebook, uh, news Facebook on, vous fe Facebook egg. No, I think you're looking into it too much. OK, Spence Mass has just um, Facebooked me. <laughs> and he says, uh, Mike, did you know if you order a Domino pizza, then pick it up, and the order's already been cooked and ready, if you try and pay for it with a £50 note, uh, Domino's are not allowed to accept £50 notes, so they've got to give it to you for free. Yes! Brilliant. That's great. Right. If, if, that if, if, cannot if, be true. Well, apparently it says according well, to Spence. Well, they say there's a Halifax next door going to withdraw some cash. And then they'll say, well, it's half eleven at night, the Halifax isn't open, and someone's Pardon? graffitied the ATM. I do think my idea of ordering a pizza if you're out in town and then saying, listen, uh, take it to my address and can I hop on the back of your moped whilst we're here <laughs> is a genius idea. It, I reckon we can go into business with this. In fact, I'm regretting the fact that we've said it on air and obviously mine about ordering it on a Wednesday, cooking it yourself on the Saturday, thus taking advantage of the discounted pizza offer. We can make millions together, you and I. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. So, Michael Bublé is one of the smoothest people ever. 
Um, one of the biggest stars in the world. One of the most personable pop stars we've ever met, isn't he? Yes. Chelsea was absolutely wetting herself with excitement <laughs> about this. He's in and out of the UK all the time. Uh, we bumped into him earlier on this week uh, after he just stepped off a plane. Hi, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Good morning. It, uh, it's, it's the afternoon, but that's okay. Well, you know, no, I'm so, you know, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> I just got into, I got into the UK, and um, yeah, I was a little hurting today. And and I spoke to one of the barmen here at the Lowry Hotel, and yeah. you last night, you guys were in the bar having a good time. Yeah. Yes. What's your tipple of choice? Uh, I have. I, I really do like a nice dirty martini. Nice vodka martini. What's a martini. dirty martini? Well, it's, it's like a. It's like an olive, little olive juice, and I make sure the bartender talks dirty while he. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I'm what we now got. putting in my stuff. The truth is, my my real drink of choice is called a Caesar, but we don't have it in. We only have it in Canada because there's a thing called clamato, and it's clam juice mixed with tomato juice. That it's called Mott's clamato. It's oh, I love the amalgamation of words. A clamato. It, yeah, and it, yeah. I'm telling you, it is. It's it sounds weird, but it is so good. It's really spicy with lots of like Worcestershire and. Uh, sounds like something Doc Cotton would drink. And, here, and Tabasco, it? Yeah. Tabasco. Oh, it's good. Now listen, you've been to Manchester a few times. Many, before, many, you? many, many times. Have you had a chance to, to sample our beautiful city? Uh, yeah. A t- or is a it ton. just hotel rooms? Or have you no, been no, no. I've been here a ton. I've gone shopping, and I mean today, no, but yeah, a lot of I've, I've been here so many times. It's kind of. Uh, like home. Actually, this hotel, I've been in this hotel many, many times. Do you get, like, the best room? I mean, I was thinking, no. Michael Bublé sold over 30 million albums. Mm-hmm. You, you are, like, God. So are you a bit <laughs> like the Queen in that you think the whole world smells of flowers and everywhere you go, they wheel them out and then as you leave, they just get wheeled back? I don't know. You just called me God and the Queen. So <laughs> I know. I'm trying to work out which I feel like more Elton offensive. John, actually. <laughs> Take whichever right you fancy. <laughs> uh, no, truthfully, I don't, I don't want to, I don't love to, you know, I don't need a gigantic room. I'm not a big fan of the gigantic, you know, $5,000 a night suite thing. I think it's kind of stupid. And you don't like, I mean, despite Chelsea said, you know, you've done fairly well. Um, you don't You don't really like the bum lickers around you, do you? No. I you wouldn't. don't like people to suck up to you and say, oh, Michael, you're wonderful, no. darling. No. Darling tonight. You're I think you find out pretty quickly who, who a person is, no matter what business you're in, you, yeah. by the people that he surrounds himself or herself with. Uh, and you know what I mean? I, sometimes it's so, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I've, no, I've been to so many shows where I've seen someone like lip sync and then the, the all the crew, they clap for the person yeah. and, yeah, and saying, I just say like uh, I, I mean actually uh, Susan what's what is kind of a rule I have after a performance I do on TV when I see you guys don't tell me I was good <laughs> yeah I hate that because what are they going to say to you you know what honestly I've seen better <laughs> Uh, you suck, Michael. No, they all. Everyone's gonna say, "Oh, that was incredible. So, the so, most incredible." And, oh goodness well, me! I've got, a, I've got a complaint because I came to see you last year at the MEN. Yes. And um, and I did. I do have a complaint from that gig, what? which was when you announced that you'd got engaged. Oh and yeah. And you came on and you went, "I've got engaged," and everybody, <laughs> all seventeen thousand of us, went, "Oh." oh. Yeah, they boo. Really I like the boo. That and was your great. Your engagement me, ring. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote. What was great is I got to write. <laughs> I got to write, I mean, I write jokes, and I write. I wrote this pattern. What was fun for me is that I got to say, you know, the second everybody booed, I got to say, oh, great, that's great. 50% of you just booed, and the other the other 50% are men looking at their wives and girlfriends going, oh, please, he's, he is so gay. He is so gay. Who's he trying to kid? Please, get out of the closet, I, I, Elton I've got Bube. a friend called Louise who did a similar thing. She told me whenever it was you got engaged a few months ago, and she said, yeah. um, oh, no, Michael Bublé's got engaged. And I was like, what, do you think that if he had... That you'd be the one. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I think it's sexier when when somebody's I don't know 
when you know when they're, they're they're unattainable when they're married or whatever, then you just want them more. So well, my, we're, both, people, we're both married now. Well, How, how's that? God, I want you. Look more. at that chunky rock, <laughs> Chelsea. Please. God, it worked. I was going to say get a room, but we are in a room. Yes. Maybe it's me that needs to leave. Leave. Well, actually, now I'm engaged. Now, and, and thank you very much. And I met my girlfriend Gemma, and the album that I I wooed her to yeah. uh, was was Crazy Love. Oh, cool. Which is really weird. So meeting you now. There's a kind of, I'm, I'm getting back into that kind of whole sense. I'm going to level with you. I'm getting aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? Go on. Like, seriously? To know that somehow I was involved in, in your romance and perhaps lovemaking makes me feel special. <laughs> I'm not joking. And give, I, me, give me five, and if, Mikey. And if, and if at some point, when you're, when you're doing it or whatever, I'm not saying think about me or anything, but just say my name. <laughs> just say, <laughs> say my name. Uh, say my name. Say uh, my, who am I? Say like, uh, you're Michael. Uh, you're Michael. Uh, Boo -Bay. Boo -Bay. Happy Christmas. This is Mike and Chelsea. I love this Christmas. Michael Bublé's All I Want for Christmas is You from the number one Christmas album. Uh, it is Friday morning and Michael Bublé is our big interview this week on Q103. We've got Will Young, of course, and Noddy Holder on next week. Um, Michael Bublé told us that he absolutely adores Christmas. Uh, honestly, it's the reason I, I can't, I mean, one of the big reasons I can't wait to have kids. To have to see yeah, them, because like, I suppose totally you get to a certain age. Out for Santa Claus yeah, I'm 30 now, and sort of Christmas is okay, but you yeah. live it then again through your kids. Yeah, don't you? I'm living like I've got my sister's got these two little kids, and my other sister just had a baby, and just watching them, I mean, getting stuff, watching their, their you know, them, they freak out basically yeah. so that you know Santa Claus is coming, and can they hear you know the reindeer on the roof and all that stuff is pretty cool. Well, I'm taking the kids to to Lapland for the first time this Christmas, only on a day trip, but you can fly from Manchester. Two and a half hours, you're there, you see Santa, you come back. And What's when Lapland? You don't know what Lapland is. That's where Father Christmas lives. Father, I thought Father Christmas lived, lived in, in Germany. Oh, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Lapland is the North Pole. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes, of course, I'm I here. should be asking the question yes, every time. Give me whatever presents <laughs> I want to give you. <laughs> so listen, before you go, because we've got to scoot off, I've, I've listened to the Christmas album, Thank and you. I love it. Thank you. I particularly like track number eight. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is your favorite. I fancy myself as a Papini sister. Oh, I love the Papini Merry sisters. Christmas, girls. Merry Christmas, Mr. Boobly. Merry Christmas, Mr. Boobly. The, the good thing about doing the Christmas album, and I'm sure you and, and your accountant are aware yeah. of this, yeah. it's forever. It is forever, yeah. It's forever, you isn't guys, it? You guys, I don't, you know what, I, I have, I already have whatever. The money's good. I don't, it's, I swear to God, it's not, the, I love Christmas. I love the fact that I get invited into millions of people's homes all over the world to be part of a holiday that's such a personal and special thing. It's like, dude, it's the, the greatest time of the year. I mean, people, you, you have to be a cynical schmuck not to to really, you know, just for that couple weeks or whatever, just to kind of well, get so into just it. Just let it go and just go and with just the enjoy it. Maybe be a little bit nicer. It's nice as well because there's so many cheesy songs out there that yes. you've actually taken some that are cheesy, but in your bublé kind of way made them sound cheesy. Totally different. No, they do <laughs> because you know about four or five tracks on that. I was yeah. listening on the way home through Chalton, and um, I, th I thought, what is this song? I don't know because I purposely didn't look at the covers, oh, and yeah. I didn't recognise it for ages until you started to sing. Oh, it. the Mariah Carey song, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," is like that. Um, I mean, you could probably sing anything, and it would sound sexy. Wouldn't this it? is this is a record I wanted to make forever. I mean, I is actually really? I actually held off. I I stopped 
from making it because I wanted to establish myself sort of as an artist before I put out the record because I figured in this this sounds so weird but I figured that this might be the most important record I ever make because of what you said that it, it well Perry on, Como has not had to work another day ever since a Perry Como Christmas back in 76 totally. nor to is Noddy Holder nor is Noddy Holder not Nat Cole or, yeah. but, but they're, they died that's why they don't have to work <laughs> yeah there is that but let's not let that get in the way of my good theory <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think really though to think that like after I'm gone I was th I got introduced to music by listening to the Bing Crosby record when I was a kid that's that, not introduced to Christmas music that was kind of my introduction to music I was five years old and my mom had that Bing Crosby record playing through the house like all day from about November 1st and uh, so I, I'm I'm really you know cheesy about Christmas I think it's like the coolest time I get I, I sang this stuff in July and it was oh, really? and it was it's, I think it's the best record I've made so yeah uh, that must have been a kind of a weird experience so you're singing this uh, the sun's shining and you're yeah. doing all the crooning in Capitol, yeah and we did it in Capitol Studios Capitol Records and I asked a guy named Al Schmidt who does the engineering and the when the last time he'd made a record like this because we did it all live we did it uh, with 90 people in a room all playing at the same time you know no computers no pro I think tools you can no tell. yeah you can feel it yeah. definitely but it, there's cuz you can there's parts too where it's you can hear screw ups or muffled you know <laughs> sounds and stuff but uh, he said it was like 1971 or something last time they made the record like it so does it was, feel like some so it was easy to get New energized it was like it got it was easy to be like you know in that kind of spirit and you've mentioned it before when you were a kid mm -hmm. you you did the fishing uh, you were also a, a semi pro ice hockey player you you're as properly Canadian as you could possibly be. You are just yeah. one funny hat and a red tunic away from being a Mountie. <laughs> Which, of course, they had me wearing at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. they had, I remember doing the Olympics this last time and they said, listen, this is you what you be doing. Outfit. They said, you'd be wearing a Mountie uniform. And I said, oh, God, that's terrible, you know, but for my country, yes, I'll do it. And then they said, and then you'll rip it off and you're wearing a white tuxedo underneath. And I thought, oh, <laughs> It gets Classic. worse and worse. What's what's the next? You know. Well, listen, the album's already to number two. I'm sure it's going to go to number one. That and, would be great. And thanks for chatting to us. Have a really thanks, good Mike. Christmas. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I uh, let me. I wish I could do something to help you wake up happily in the morning. Listen, you help me go to bed happy in the evening, <laughs> mate. <laughs> High five, Fubles. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Tom. Mike and Chelsea.